What's up, guys? Got James Crouton today, and he has great energy. He is um, an introvert, as he self-describes himself, but he gives great examples in this episode of how to get out there if you are an introvert. So for those of you that self-describe or identify as an introvert and have a little bit of trouble maybe reaching out to agents or kind of figuring out how to find your groove there, this is going to be a great episode for you. Um, we do get into some high-level stuff about where your passion is and, and letting fear drive your decisions and not letting fear be a motivator. So there's some really cool mindset, I think, talk in here that you're going to enjoy hearing how James thinks about it. Um, fairly new in the industry. He's done a couple hundred inspections, but he's obviously off to a great start um, getting in the, in the industry post-COVID. So for any newish or newer inspectors, I think there's some good examples in here too of good customer service and taking it a step further. Like he he talks about housewarming parties and I'll just leave it at that um, to, to let you listen and hear what he's talking about. And then the positive energy piece um, at the end. So listen to the end and, and hear how he thinks about who you surround yourself with and how that kind of dictates more than you think. So enjoy the episode, guys. Thanks. Yes, you guys have been phenomenal with our business. I love it. So, um, but yeah, so great. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining. You, you, you. It was a clear fit. I think you're, you, you clearly have um, a good energy about you, even online, that I could tell just from the way you interact and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I'm glad we can make it happen, man. Glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, let's jump so in. Yeah, let's, uh, let's. I guess tell people kind of just the recent history. I think that always helps for people to know how long you've been in the business, kind of okay. where your journey came from to get here, and then we can just we can sure. dive in from there. Sure. Absolutely. Great question. So, um, we launched our business two years ago mm-hmm. and, um, we launched, so we launched the business two years ago. And the reason why it got us in the street is because, um, I'm married to a realtor. Okay. <laughs> and, um, she says, you know, you're, you got a keen eye, you know, for this, uh, the, the efficiencies you find at home as opposed to being a home inspector. And so before I got into industry, I, my wife and I bought many investment properties in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, Airbnbs, rentals, and we always had inspectors go through. And the inspectors we hired were recommended referrals from realtors, friend, uh, Google, stuff like that. And so we had the inspectors go through. He or she would go through a house and um, basically quickly go through it, document the things captured their eye, and they'll give me the report and leave. So when we took possession of these properties, I started finding, there's actually these older homes, Kevin. I started finding water intrusion, electrical issues, um, mm. uh, foundation issues, um, asbestos, you name it, I found it. And this was actually, this was not once or inspection company, it was the, all of the inspection companies we hired. Mm-hmm. And so I started asking my neighbors, my friends, I said, hey, who'd you guys use for inspectors? They said, um, I won't give out any names. So they said, I'll say X, Y, Z, A, B, C, one, yeah. two, three, four. I said, how were they? The words were exactly this. Terrible, sucked, awful, never use them again. And so that's why I started making me think like, why is that? Why is it such a detriment in our industry? Yeah. These inspectors going through so fast and training a house like a Rolodex. So be my wife, she's in, she's in actually in the industry itself. And she goes, like I said, she goes, hey, you got a keen eye for this. Why don't you become in the industry? You great guy, great personality. You, you're like a people person. You love talking to people. 
I mean, you and I could sit online and talk for hours, you know, <laughs> about stuff. So, so yeah, that's reason. That's one reason why I got in the industry, and it actually kind of it's exploded. I, I mean, like it's blown out of water. I gotta tell you, my friend. The first two years, I think I got 153 Google reviews right now. So I sit here and talk to you. Yes. Um, it's growing as I speak um, because in our industry, Kevin, it's built on three letters. I see this built on KLT, know, like, and trust, right? You have to know you, like you, and trust you, right? So let's dig into yeah. that. I like that. I love that as a yeah. foundation. Um, yes. So, how much initially did the wife's real estate network help? Did you um, leverage that at all? What, how, yeah. How did you kind of? get going from from the beginning when once you decided this is where I'm going yeah so I decided so what I um so what helped leverage my business was mostly word of mouth um when I started doing this work I was getting a lot of calls from like investors um it was, it was real slow like right I did I did actually that did help with her being in this industry but it also really helped was getting my name out there go networking events um on social media um, people, you know, I, basically you got to talk to people. That's how you grow your business by relationships. What kind of networking events did you hit up? Like, what was some of the early ones? If you could think back, you know, I know it's probably two years ago at this point. Well, I still go to them actually, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, chamber of commerce events, um, BNI, um, anything local yeah. in the area, I have to all attend. So if I'm not doing inspections, either a marketing or networking per se. So that's what really helped me out was basically word of mouth. And I still helped on my day job at the time when I got into business before I launched my business. Okay. So when I got my license here in Ohio, this was two years ago, we were still in a pandemic. The state of Ohio was shut down that whole year because of the pandemic. So I'll still do my, my courses and my classes. And um, I want to touch on what, what really helped me out was people. Um, so in state of Ohio, you have to you have some credit hours, you have to do your courses, stuff like that. And so we actually had a 40 hours field training. Well, even though I know stuff by trades, I still had to get the hours in. And so I went on social media, I went on social media and I put a post out there. I said, Hey, who do you guys know? I go, who can out let me shadow her? Some guys from New Mexico is like, Hey, this lady in Toledo, she will let you shadow her. And, um, she was been great. So I call her, she talks, she goes, yeah, come on. Up, so drove out to Toledo and she let me shadow her. And um, she signed me off my 40 hours in my parallel inspections for the state. And she, guess what? She charged me nothing. Oh. She goes, I want not one red cent. The only thing I want you to do, James, is pay for it. I'm like, wow. absolutely. Wow, that's why that's why I roll. That's how I am. Yeah. Absolutely. Not one cent. And that's and so that's why I've been doing my business. I've been reaping what I sow. You know, I treat people how I want to be treated. And so when I get new inspectors call me or text me. Yeah, come shadow me. I love it. I won't charge you nothing because that's how our industry should be. You know, most inspectors treat the new guys come to this industry as redhead stepchildren. And it's not. It shouldn't be that way. No. We all should work together in the same category, right? Yeah, I love it. It's refreshing. Um, I yeah. want to go back to something you said. You said it as if it it's just normal for you. And I want to know where this mentality came from or how you developed sure. it. You said, I'm not doing inspections. I'm marketing and networking to mean people. Like, I that's right. music to my ears because I I preach that a lot to inspectors. Yes. Did how did you learn that? Was it instinct? Is it, and then if you could give some examples of kind of like how you approach the day early, maybe a year ago when you were maybe right. like not as busy. 
um, as now. So, so your question is how did I, um, Develop that mentality of if I'm not doing inspections, yeah. I'm marketing and networking. Because I some inspectors will put off marketing and networking, and I never understand. Yeah, because that's the lifeblood of your business. So I don't right. understand exactly. anything other. Yeah. So um, a lot of it, I was actually I tell you, I was more of an introvert um, years ago, and I was a really people person. I kind of broke out of my shell. What made me get into that mindset of networking is. I put the, but I actually have a Facebook page. Okay. I mm-hmm. got the website. I send emails. I send texts. Nothing, nothing. And so I think a lot of it was a lot of, a lot of other inspectors on social media and friends who inspectors here in Ohio said, you need to get out and go talk to people. And so they can see who you are, get to know you more. Yeah. I mean, we can stand here and say, I'm going to think it's a sliced bread. I have for all these uh, tools. Here's all my tools. Here's my website. Here's my prices. Okay, great. What makes you different, right? Yeah. It's, it, what makes you different? It's, about the, it's how you talk to people. It's your personality. I mean, um, I, I, I was going to touch on one thing. When I do inspections, I tell my clients this, no home is perfect. My own home is not perfect, Kevin. My home to-do list is like 19 right on my list. You know, I can gross <laughs> feeling. <laughs> It's basically how we dress our findings is what really sets us apart. Mm. You know, here's a good example. Um, when I'm in the bathroom, <laughs> blow dry my hair. It's a joke. I say that every time yeah. um, at the clients. Yeah, it's a joke. So, I said, when I'm in the bathroom, blow dry my hair, my hair dryer falls in the sink. My, and what happens if it's, you know, my GSI, GSI will shut the power off. I said, what's GFCI? And I do that analogy. What that's what GSI is. GSCI what cuts electricity off when your hair dryer falls sink. That's how I explain my deficiency to my clients. Other I'm not saying all, but some will say electrical issue is a fire hazard, replace immediately. It's mm-hmm. basically how you find it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um back to your question, my mentality, I just started basically colleagues were saying you need to get out. You need to mm-hmm. get out there and do so um just go out there it's like it's like dating speed notes just go out there and talk to people on the internet hey how are you how you doing you know and what do you do for a living oh i um sell carpet okay great you know and i'm using my business and they can talk about what you do oh you're a home inspector okay great and tell and you say well i offer this this and this and just leave it at that and you start talking about them get to know more about them versus talk about yourself once you talk more, know, get more about them, then they seem interested in, in talking about you. Because like I said, go back to three letters, KLT. You have to know you, like you, and trust you. And that's how our business, my business has grown. So. I love that you self-identified as an introvert because I think a lot of inspectors can relate to that. And I think that's, that's very common in our industry. People work with their hands. They're used to maybe doing yeah. autonomous jobs. So I like that you said that because it can be overcome and done in your own way with your own flavor. Right. And so right. I like that you said you ask questions, you get to know them. Um, yeah. did, was there anything you had to overcome in terms of the re- the repetition of walking up and shaking hands with someone or asking, you know, asking for the face to face? Was there any, um, what was that mental kind of battle like if at all, or was it just, I need, I know what I need to do to get the job done. And this is it. I had to basically, my problem weakness was uh, speaking too fast, 
my mind's overloaded so much information. I'm like, get out there so fast because I'm so nervous. Yeah. So I really fast. Sometimes when we're talking throughout our, this interview or process, you'll catch me speaking fast. I tell myself, slow down. Speaking fast, not being personable. And that's what really, that's why I had overcome. My speaking fast, my fear of rejection, fear of saying, no, I don't work with you. It, it, it's hurt. It does. We're all human. It's like, you know, I don't want to hear that. No, but we got to come through. You had to go through that to get used to it. So I think um, really, really helped me out a lot. Kevin was um, publicly speaking, let network. It was like B and I really helped me out a lot. B and I helped me out, get out there, speak publicly and talk for a group of people. And I got a lot of constructive criticism back and it really helped me out. I, I appreciated that. They're nervous to tell me, like, no, I love it. But that's how I grow. We grow by constructive criticism. So that helped me out a lot. Um, so that would help that helped me out a lot. And a lot of colleagues, I mean, mostly on social media, like a lot of inspectors would say, This is how I do my business. You know, you might know a couple of names, I don't mention names, but they say this is what we do, and they're they're growing. And I see that and I say, Okay, I need to do the same thing. And other people told me as well, yes, you gotta do get out there and meet people. So yeah, great. So that all makes sense. And I, and thank you for sharing that. I think that like learning how to overcome that shows vulnerability. Yeah. And I think everyone deals with it. Like you said, we're all human. Yeah. We all like feel like being rejected from the tribe would hurt our identity. Once you kind of, so you, you made those connections and you got those first inspections from, you know, your seed set of agents, we'll call it. Let's talk about the organic growth from there. Cause I think yeah. word of mouth is the generic term for it, but like, let's drill down a little for the people that like maybe are like well how do you get word of mouth like what is like right <laughs> how do you just do that thing that turns your business into a beautiful blossoming thing what what do you think goes into doing so well for an agent to where they'll go tell other agents about you like that's yeah. powerful yeah great question so um there's a quote from Maya Angelou and she said this and it's so true it sticks my mind every time I say it People will never, will never remember what you said. People remember how you made them feel. Mm. I'm going to write that down again because that's a classic. That right there, my friend, is the golden ticket. Yes, it is. Um, so what was your question again? I'm sorry. Um, no, it's a, it's, it's like what went into that kind of word of mouth slash organic growth path because, um, okay, say you, say you accomplish what, a lot of inspectors can't in this industry like you did, which is meet and what went over a, a seed set of agents that try you, that they give you a chance. Then yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. How do you parlay that um, into a business? Right. Yeah. So basically what how did I get the agents to trust me, get to know me is I um I did the full call calling, I did the email, I did a texting, it didn't work. I think what I had to do mostly was I started I started doing open houses, go to open houses. Oh, you did? Okay. Real. Yeah, go. I that's I started doing that. I started visiting brokerages, and it was okay. You know, I drop myself off and I'm like, okay, thanks, bye. But, you know, it, it didn't really work. I think mostly like going to open houses and bringing like little gifts, you know, little gift bags, and that helped out. Um, so and let's, also, let's let can I drill into that for a sec? Because it's a, sure. I think it's a great strategy. It's like you have a captive audience, you know, an agent there that can't leave, and they, yeah. you know, and then agents are coming in. Um, yeah. did you, 
did that yield results because you left your card with them and then they eventually booked with you or did you follow up with them? I follow up with them. I okay. call them, I text them. They like, it takes seven touches to touch somebody. A lot of things I'm telling you now was from other, like what really helped me out a lot, Kevin, is listening to your podcasts, IEB, um, mm. all those things I take in, I pull in, I merge like pieces together in my business. So um, no, it's calling them, texting them, um, send them like a thank you card in the mail, make a personal handwritten card. Thank you for taking a few minutes to talk to me at your open house. I'd love to work together with you, you know, or then you go, you just find the social media, share their posts, yeah. like it, comment on there. They see that. Um, I met yeah. one realtor. He found me on Instagram. He sees me always liking his stuff. He calls me. He goes, I want to try you. You're really, you're a local guy. And so he uses me. Now he's like, I love how personal you are with my clients. Um, and so he's like, yeah, so uh, you're my, actually, you're going to be in my top of my list, you know, because you have to be still how they get, you know, three names. So, um, so yeah, so basically right. <laughs> that's, it's, it's a whole package, a whole package. Yeah. So it's like, I got to tell you, Kevin, this has been a blessing. This guy's my whole business exploded. Last week I had somebody call me off Google for inspection in Cleveland. And I went out there. I never met the realtor before. I what I give him, I give my handwritten card, a gift card in it. Say thank you for coming to the open house. She, I'm sorry, thank you for coming to the open the inspection. She goes, they're like, what is this? Like, very rarely do you get buyers agents come out to inspections. You just text us a code, here's a code, get in the house, that's it. I what that's what I do. I give him a card, I give a card in there, a handwritten letter saying thank you. And that means a lot to him. And I tell him, I say, thank you for almost coming out here. Then I also say in front of the client. Thank you for uh, Mr. Realtor XYZ being here because it's phenomenal. He's here very early to come to the inspections. And it makes them look, and actually, it's true. It makes them feel good. It makes the buyers like, this is awesome. This is a great agent I got work from, you know? And they see that and they hear it. And I think um, once you do stuff like that, make yourself different, it's what, it's what really sets you apart. Because I love the like little said, things. Love the little yeah, things. Like it's the little seeds. Like you said, organic, granically, too. So in this business, it's organic. It's all organic. I'm sorry, but it is. It's like if I plant garden, you plant a seed in the garden, you don't expect a fruit harvest that next day. It's going to take time. You need water, sunlight, give it time, give it grow, get your name out there. People are going to know you eventually. Just like, just start, you got to get out. You got to get behind the keyboard and just get out there and start meeting people. I mean, you can have a greatest brochure, you know, but what sets you apart? You got to think outside the box. Why am I different? Why am I this typical home inspector? But what makes us a lot different, Kevin, is I allow the buyer to come around with us. Here's why. I listen to your podcasts are huge. Um, you know, Floyd Gibbs, um, yeah. his wife's family, I listen to your podcast. That helped me out a lot. I got friends on social media. I want to give a shout out to Ang and Tanya, the special ladies in Texas. They've been phenomenal, great friends of ours. The things they do, we take in. We help each other out in the industry. And so, um, but back to what I'm trying to say, I had the buyer follow me around, ask me questions. Here's why I say, I say this, congratulations, you offered me accepted. I'm so happy for you. What do you, what's your concern about the house? And they tell me, I said, trust me, no home is perfect. Everything will be fine. We'll get to walk through together. I'll show you what I find. I'll explain how to fix it. And we'll go from there. And I want them to be, follow me. I want them to be transparent. I want them to know everything about this house and more. And I always tell my clients this. My job is to end an inspection. Please call me, text, and email me. And they still call me, text, and email me after they buy the house, after they move in. I said, call me, please. And they still call me. 
we actually, our company was buying out three times last year to open uh, to housewarming parties for our clients. We're not best friends. Really? I say that. Yeah, I say that because um, they text me like, hey, check our fireplace out or a new dish or a painted fireplace or, hey, check out our new pergola in the backyard. And we've been going out for probably when we go cook house barbecues. It's nice. It's friends. We're friends. And that's how our business should be grown is organic relationships and being Treat people how you want to be treated. That's the golden rule, my friend. That's the golden rule. That's all it is, you know. Oh, I love how much you're talking about treating people and being friends and letting them, you know, like that's genuine care and people feel that. And that's how word of mouth, and you know, and you answered the question perfectly of like, how does word of mouth organic stuff grow? It's because you clearly give a shit and like really yeah. care about people. Exactly, and, right. Um, the yeah. fact that you got invited to housewarming parties says it all. Yeah. I think that that's not normal. I think that's unique. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I want to make people feel like we're family. I tell clients that we're family that day when we do inspections. When I go in a house, Kevin, I have a lot of older homes here in the area. And when I walk in the house, I only, I treat the house like I'm buying from my mom, dad, my daughter. I'm very thorough, very detailed. I tell realtors that because they're like, do you think, well, he's going to be alarmist? No, it's quite the opposite. We're thorough and detailed. You do not want your client calling you back three months down the road, like, hey, you're spectrum assist. He will overlook that. I got this happening now. You don't want that. That's why we're thorough and detailed. But I told, um, I told everybody, when I inspect a home, I expect them it's because I love the house. I want you to know more about the house than you know about yourself, your own car. A house has many memories and stories to it. If I can go in a house and hear the walls talk, you can feel the love, the emotion in it. You can see the memories, the holidays around it. That's how you should treat a house. Like that's your first love, right? Treat it like your first love. Take care of it. Show your client what happened, what caused it, and how to fix it. You know, because inspectors, we can call out all deficiencies we want. But it's how, how do you fix it? How, how should I take care of it? Most of refer to electrician. Okay, why? <laughs> okay, why? Right? Refer to HR. Why? You know, they want to know why, you know? And so that's, I think that's what sets our company apart too. So, And I love it because you can articulate it. I think um, at a basic level, everyone thinks they set themselves apart with how they communicate their customer service, how they treat people, but like, you clearly are telling stories that tells me you take it a level deeper. And that's why when I teach new inspectors, like the marketing side of the business, I try to refer them to people and stories like yours, where it's like, oh, no, no it doesn't just mean showing up and saying the right things and then delivering the report. Yeah. There's so many middle no. little details that go into a great inspection experience. And clearly it extends well past the inspection for your people if they're inviting you to housewarming parties. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Well, so how have you guys handled kind of the current environment conditions, um, anything of note that you're seeing out there in terms of the last, you know, like six months, I'll say last six months, a lot of people in different markets have seen a slowdown or a, a, at least a, a pausing of the rip roaring market yeah. we had after COVID. What, what are you seeing out there? Actually, I'm seeing it quite the opposite. Um, the market's still hot. People are still <sighs> buying. My, yes, they are still buying. Um so we launched a business in 2021, two years ago, okay? I only could buy my, my number last year. My numbers are blowing out the roof. I mean, I was bumped. Wow. I'm like, it, it's crazy. It just comes in. It's, 
is I don't see a slowdown at all. I really don't. They're still buying homes. Um, I think a lot of people worry about the. It's hard to explain, but um, I remember the interest rates were like 17 percent uh, in the early eighties or sixteen percent. We're now we got spoiled. We got spoiled low interest rate. People are still buying houses. I don't. There's the demand still there. I mean, as soon as our house gets in the MLS, it's in contract within three or four days. Mm. It's like a new ready house. Wow. Older houses you might sit a little longer because they might need some work, but they still like they still go in. I mean, but realtors are still have a lot of cash offers coming in. Last couple of realtors I worked with, their buyers cash, cash conventional and FHA and VA. You know, so it's still going. So it's still it's booming still- for you, and and you're in. Ohio, right? So yeah, outside of Cleveland, the Cleveland okay. metro area. Outside of Cleveland, so could be some certain regions. You're right, where I'm hearing that South Midwest, um, still booming. People yeah. still moving there. Is it a lot of people moving from out of state? Um, a lot of, some people are actually first time homeowners. They're are actually um, moving out, moving in the state, or moving out. Yeah. Okay. So I've been seeing a mix of both. Yeah. How Go ahead. Yeah. Have you um, kind of moved in the traditional path of like add more services, think about bringing on more inspectors, increase prices? Like, are you kind of expanding the vision as you're growing? Oh, yeah. That's what really helped me out a lot. Your software has been phenomenal. If you ask me what was my greatest tool in my business right now is Spectora. Because without Spectora, I'll be like, like a dinosaur. Hell, really would. Um, I'm upselling. So we offer a lot of services. We offer sewer scopes. Radon testing, um, termite inspections, mold testing, commercial inspections, um, package deals. I mean, every ancillary service you think of, we offer. And so that's what sets the part too. You know, uh, a lot of mold testing, a lot of clients call us for mold. Like, hey, I have suspicions of mold. I mean, I see a huge uptake in that. And so I we do a lot of mold testing, um, a lot of commercial inspections, you know, um, a lot of services that yeah it helped me a lot like a lot of client realtors are like oh can you do term can you do, do uh, wdi yeah we can yeah. oh great awesome cool i need it because like yesterday i inspection realtor forgot like oh shoot my client's va can you do term like yeah we can do term oh sweet awesome thanks forgot to tell you like that's no big deal so yeah yeah i mean i had all spectora i just said just download a template and fill it out it's easy at what point um were you at when you did start to add on those other services and start like kind of expanding so um when I before I launched my business, um I wanted to make sure all my licenses were in order. So when I got my home structure license, I always got my radon license like two months later. I got my termite license to my two to termite license two months later. Um I started getting all my ducks in a row because I knew in my heart when I was going to launch my business, it's going to explode it. Mm-hmm. And my friends were like, don't get busy. And I was like, what? I'm not, I don't see them. I'm, I'm going to be busy. What? I don't know. I don't want to end it down the road. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, gear because I know I'm going to be busy. I was like, I don't have time to get my license. So I get all all my license licenses for all my services in order. So um, basically, I just did all when I started out, you know, before I locked my business, because huh. I'm still holding on a job too at the same time. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, I, and I particularly love that approach because when you have all that done earlier than you think you're ready for, you get it done ahead of time. Once the business grows exponentially, the revenue curve goes a lot higher because you're offering all these other things and you're capitalizing on it as opposed to right. Let me do that next year. And then you don't really capitalize right. on the growth of business. Yeah. So it just, uh, yeah. you grow that much faster. 
it helps a lot. I think I'll tell you, action has been phenomenal. Like when my clients call in, we try to upsell our services and they say, oh, okay, no, not really. But we still send email text out like uh, later that day. Like, hey, you forgot to add your services on. And they look at this and we, we type out the importance of like sewer scopes, um, radon or mold. Mm -hmm. And also it's like, oh, what should you add on? So I reply back, hey, can I add on turn my or can I add on? So we're like, yeah, absolutely. And so I love it. That's oh. what that's that's where the revenue comes in is the ancillary services. That's um, that's great. We let's dig into this because like I think yeah, the everyone thinks, oh, you upsell them on the phone, and that can happen sometimes, but yeah. some people are naturally gonna be resistant to anyone selling them on the phone, right? Right. Yeah, plus when they when they schedule online, like when they schedule online, I love it. Like I see it and like I like booking coming through. Like, oh, so really, really, oh, like, cool, awesome. Well, then he's scheduled an inspection. Then they'll like they'll do like just like uh, our one ancillary service, yeah. like radon termite. And so uh, email or my software uh, actions will send out emails like, hey, we offer these services and we offer also offer a package deal with that. Like, oh, really? And so they reply back, okay, let's do the package deal. You know, uh, <laughs> well, like value savings, savings and values. And so that helps out a lot. Yeah. So you were, you wrote some good um, action, like upsell emails if they didn't book yeah. the whole package. Do you give what do you give them like facts or like what? How do you stress the importance of say a sewer scope or rate on to them? So I explain. I go like so like a sewer scope. I explain like a new build. You know, okay, you don't have cast iron, but you still get required sewer scope because especially new builds we've seen like PVC joints not put together right, yeah. and you know, or in cast iron because cast iron deteriorates inside out i taught i touched the importance of it in my email and text radon i explained about the health effects of ra health effects of radon um lung lung cancer i talk about the importance of termite mold i talk about i i, I talk about the health effects of mold you know you have, a lot of clients have like mold in their blood system you know if you're just there's mold in my house right now, which you speak, Kevin. It could be dormant, it could be active. We don't know. That's why we get air tested. And so I just touched a little bit of pieces about that, make them think about what, you know, what they're missing. And like, yeah. oh gosh, we should really do that. And when I go to the inspection and they don't sign up for my services, I say, like, hey, you guys got a cast iron. Well, what's that? I explain it about it again. Deteriorate some side out. I wreck my sewer scope because you're responsible from your line to the street right. or like I pull an air filter on. Like, see how filthy this is? They're like, yeah, it's dirty. Do you guys have, have high respiratory issues or allergies? Or, or you know, like, yeah, we do. I recommend to get air quality tests for your house. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And like, and I keep the equipment on my truck in case you mm, want to do it. Yeah. And so I quickly go inspector, add it, have a sign agreement, boom, boom, done. You know. Oh, this is like a master's class in upselling because you, you do it phone, email, in person, and you give them the opportunity and you, you seem like you recommend with confidence because you know your stuff. And I think that, um, I don't think we ask into this business enough for the business. You know, I think some inspectors feel bad and it's like, no, these are things homeowners need for many health reasons. And then also to prevent, right. you know, sewer scopes, 10 grand, 15 grand down the road. So I love this. Um, so yeah, and I, I go ahead. Oh no, no, you go ahead. Let's riff on it some more. No, I was gonna say I'm glad you touched on that, but you said inspectors feeling bad about um up the services. Actually, the whole your whole goal, like what I learned in IEB is you have to have a mission, vision, value, and core. You're why are you in this industry? Are you in it for the money? Or are you here to help people? I'm in it for helping people. 
you can't think about the revenue part. So you got to think about when you spot, like I tell my clients, I sound like broke record to myself. I say it so much. Why inspect this house? I'm inspecting like I can buy from a mom, a dad, and my daughter. I'm very thorough, very detailed. And I talk about the effects of it, sewer scopes. You, it's going to cost a couple hundred dollars to inspect just cast iron plumbing, right? Mm -hmm. But if you don't do it now, you're going to pay a couple thousand dollars down the road if that one that line will collapse because it will deter from the side out. And it makes them think like, oh my gosh, let's get it done. Okay, so we, we scope it out. Actually, I got a story I want to tell you, Kevin. I love telling stories. I should, and I'm a, I'm a storyteller. So I had an older house in the Metro Cleveland area. I inspected it, and I was, it was a younger, newer buyer's. And talk about you know their homes, and I talked about the great things about older homes. I love older homes. I Kevin, I touch for hours about older <laughs> homes. So much memories. I guess there's so much love and memories in the house. The hand yeah. beams, the more tent joints, the harder woods they use in older homes. I love it. I can talk about it. But make it a fast story short. I talk about cast iron. They're like, well, what is that? And I explained about it how it deteriorates inside out. They're like. How's the wife's like, should we do it? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So we did a sewer scope. We scoped out the line. We found out it was cracked and right at the Y, at the almost at the street. It was it was collapsed. Mm -hmm. Um, so I pulled my camera out, I explained it, you know, it collapsed. They're like, how much will it cost? And I ran the numbers, I gave them price. And so I finished the inspection. Then the buyer's agent I talked to the listing agent and buyer decided didn't want to budge. And so they decided to go for another house. The buyer's agent thanked me so much by doing that because they said, I want to appreciate this, preach you, appreciate you by doing that for my clients because that means a lot. That means a whole lot to me. That's, that's awesome. Because inspectors worry about like, you know, you know, trying to appease the realtor, appease the buyer. No, your whole goal is to appease the buyer. You want to take care of the buyer. That's why there's an industry for it. This yes, your fiduciary responsibility, you know. Um, don't worry about the realtor. I used to think like that. I used to worry like, oh my gosh, I'm like buying too much stuff. No, they want you to find the stuff to help their buyer, you know. So I had a phone call, I turned my phone on mute. So um, but yeah, so Kevin, I think you're muted. Thank you. Um you're cool. Yeah. I was like, Wait. yeah, no, thanks. My dog's panting because of the, the thunder and lightning out. So she's she's getting loud. Wow. Um, poor baby. I think the the display of your care, because you said two things. You said the the deep care and kind of like nerding out around certain parts of the home. You can't hide that. And yeah. people love that, right? So it's like you have to know your why. Like, why are you doing this? Because yeah. Yeah. showing your love for money doesn't really go over well when you're upselling services that oh. <laughs> you have to believe in kind of what you're upselling. So yeah, I think yeah. you mentioned though, when the realtors see that they probably will never use anyone else again, when they see just how in-depth you're willing to go when you're explaining these things. And just like, like you said, like the, the genuine care, um, that's word of mouth. So I, I just wanted to highlight that, how you bridged yeah. like the agent yeah, witnessing so you taking care of their client. Now they're like, Oh, you're amazing. I'm never gonna use anyone else again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh older homes, like I see a lot of poor grading, poor and downspouts that is very white away from the foundation. I tell my clients, see the water coming in this corner to the foundation. I'm like, yeah, it's from grading. What do you mean? I I take my outside. I said, look how low the grading slopes away towards the house. That's poor grading. And your downspout discharge right around the foundation. You take care of that, your problem's solved. 
but how do you do that? I explain to him. I explain how much soil to bring in, slope it away from the house, making sure Dallas ones are six, Dallas ones are six to eight feet away from the house. And I explain it. It's really easy to fix. You know, it's basically like I said at the beginning, it's how you explain your deficiencies, how you explain your findings to your clients and what sets you apart. And when you when you explain to them that it's how to fix it, like I said in the beginning, seven times out of ten, I think we find are usually easy fixes, or eight times out of ten. Easy fixes, usually, you know. So um it's basically you gotta think of a way to talk to people. But that really just boils down to more networking and talking and just give constructive feedback too. I mean, a lot of times I ask Rosers, hey, how did I do? Oh, you did great. I great. We got to remember one thing. We are our own worst critic, aren't we? I know I am. After after, after I got this call with you, I'm like, yeah, we shouldn't have said that. Or we should slow down a little bit. We are our worst critic, aren't we? So yep. um, feedback is really good. Constructive feedback is really good, you know. So it's a it's yeah. a very underrated thing asking for feedback because it shows confidence i believe most people think it's the opposite i believe asking an agent right. hey how do you think my demeanor was with the client did i explain everything well it it shows you're collaborating and uh i think every inspector from inspection one should bake that in as asking for feedback because um it's a beautiful thing to do and it's a great signal to other people yeah. that you're that you care that you're listening Exactly. That's so true. Yeah. You do want that feedback for realtors because you want to, you want, so your whole goal, I got to tell agents that we work with quite a bit. My whole goal in my business is to help you grow. I'm not here for the money. I'm here for your buyer client. Um, Because I've been in their shoes before. I've been down this road. I bought many homes. I've had inspectors and they're terrible. And that's why I got into it. I want to help you guys grow. You need a good team. You need a good title. You need a good loan officer. Um, You need a good home inspector, you know, stuff like that alone, title. And you need a good team. And so that's my whole goal is help them grow their business. And once they see that passion in you, and then it's just, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, that's it. It's, it's gone. It's done. You know, it's, you keep growing from there. Honestly, I told the wife the other day, I'm like, I got to hire another inspector. <laughs> We're so yeah. busy right now. You know, I can't keep up. The other day she has my going calls. To? I have, um, once I get more established, I will. Yes. Oh, yeah. My whole goal in business is to grow. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I do plan on growing. I do not want to be one man show because I want to, I want, I want to grow, but I want to make sure the people I, I hire have the same, same personality like me, the same morals and ethics, same vision, same vision, same values, and the same culture as we have. And so that's my whole goal. But, um, just take one day at a time, my friend. So, yeah. Do you have any, yeah. do you have a rule or like kind of like a signal that it definitely will be time to hire? Or is it just going to go by gut of kind of like this feels sustainable enough this year to hire? Like, how will you know? And like, what, what's your rule or framework for that? Um. So this is actually last year was my kind of start year as the was was coming and going, but now it's just exploded. I think maybe next year in 2024, we're going to evaluate, look at back in the East quarter our numbers and see where we're at. And once we come to a point that we can't take so much work, we're going to definitely hire another employee and an inspector. Um, then right there, that's another whole bowl of, whole, whole bowl, bowl of wax. Like yeah. for this year podcast, like I heard it, like it's the difference, different category. It's going to be different. So <laughs> I got to learn from about that. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it, I mean, it's always a, a tough question to answer when inspectors say should first hire be admin back office or inspector. And I know IEB has certain 
feelings around that, but like, um, I could go, you know, it's hard. It depends on how you run your business. Everyone's is different. Some is very yeah. back off instant and phone intensive. Right, exactly. You're an automation guy. So you have your actions yeah. and stuff dialed in like, really well. Right. And I have my wife answer my phone calls too. Like in inspections, I have an extra iPhone. I send my four my calls to her and she'll answer them at the office. Oh, and she really helps me out a lot. She gets me, yeah, she has my calls. I don't have a call center. I try to call center, Kevin. It was terrible. It's embarrassing. Um, I don't want to give them any names, but I call one call center and they didn't answer the phone call. Oh. When I called, when they called, hello, this is I'll call so much pressure. How are you? Like sound like a robot. I'm like, there's no <laughs> yeah. passion in that. You know, and every time I talk to my clients, you're like, "Hey, the lady in your office, she was so sweet. She was so warm to talk to. I love it. She treated me like a person, not like an appointment. And that's what makes it different. And so I, she goes, "Did they really say that? I'm like, yes, they did say that. That's you cool. should put yourself in a bag. Yeah, yeah. So, um, she does a lot. She does answer my phone calls. She does my radar pickups. She does my scheduling. She goes to networking events. So she's helped out a lot. If it wasn't her, I would, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be swamped. I mean, yesterday, two days ago, I got six calls in an hour. That's wow. especially. I was like, how's it going? But from my business, your business, I got slammed. Like, really? And she told me so. <laughs> she asked for a raise. Give you. She yeah, asked for a raise. I need a break. Yeah, I need a break. And our business comes like waves. Like, honestly, yeah. I had one realtor reach out. She was saying, hey, did my buyer call you? I said, no. And so I, I reached out to her. She called me, her buyer called me three days. Uh, I said, I'm so, well, the buyer, when they go on the contract, you got like somebody days to get the inspection. The buyer called two days prior to the deadline. And she goes, do you have any data available? I'm like, unfortunately not. I mean, honestly, my schedule, my schedule changes daily. You know, my right now I'm booked out to like next Tuesday. Um, I, I, after I get a phone call, I think I get a phone with you. I might get to Wednesday. I don't know. It's a daily, daily thing. And a lot of buyers, buyers um they forget to schedule inspections so it's just it, what i'm trying to get at kevin is our we don't have an i5 job our job is day in day out it's it's literally rotates it just keeps going and going and going and going and going and going so if you're like well, do you want to plans for thursday morning like i might get inspection that day and sure enough two days there i get yeah you know, i put a request for inspection so <laughs> it's just uh it's it's the uh yeah. issue of the beast, I guess, right? It it it's a tricky dynamic because you can almost never yeah. turn off or turn down what you're doing because you don't know right. how long the sun's gonna be shining, right? So it's like yeah. you gotta just keep yeah. pushing because yeah. the interest rate volatility has been crazy this you know, yeah. these last four or five months. And so hopefully that settles out and can give us a little yeah. more predictability. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's true. So what else, what else interests you kind of about, you know, where the, you know, where the industry's at kind of like how you see things where they are, or, or are you just laser focused on like, Hey, we have goals. We have year, you know, we have goals we're going to hit this year and uh, we're going to keep expanding services and people. Um, I'll be honest with you. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I just wanted to get your general take on kind of the industry and where it's at. So Great question. So I don't listen to a whole lot of news. I know about their interest rate, about possible recession. I'm not worried about that. From I don't. I think once you turn off the news and focus on reality and look out the window and the door, the market's still growing. It's still booming yeah. in our area. Um, I think it's also beneficial for a lot of new inspectors to remember this: is that I also same situation. I still get away too. Do not let fear be your motivator. Do not let fear like, oh my gosh, I'm my next inspection. Do not. 
Um, I will tell you, I'll, I'm going to be very transparent with you, my friend. I'm very um, faith-based oriented business. I don't have my, my faith over fear. That's how I roll my business. Because it wasn't for my faith. I want to be where I'm at right now. I mean, honestly, I'll, I, there's a way, there's like Kevin Wake up and like, what's going on? Where, <laughs> how are we going to do this, right? I wake yeah. up three in the morning thinking, you know, it's like, no, it's like, no, no, no. And so that helped me out a lot. Um, I think in our industry, a lot, is a lot of um, inspectors are not thinking outside the box. A lot of them are old school and they do their way, their way of the highway. Um, I think a lot of them, like, just don't, think about growing that's the thing you have to have passion in your business you can't just go like okay i got a special one two three four five main street today mm-hmm. you, are you yeah. are you do you where's your passion you know you can't you can't you have to have a passion in your business you can't treat it like a job if you treat it like a job then you're not going you're not you're going to fail honestly you, you got to have a passion treat it as a career something you love right like i said it's the first love you know and so like right now, Kevin, to tell you the truth, I'm at the point right now, like my wife and I, we took a night off. Like we go out to dinner, we got to take some time off. It was great. I mean, I don't want to get to the point of burnout because I feel, I feel like at the point of burnout, I'm making my clients do just due diligence. I want to give them my full 100%. So I got to sit back, relax, rewind, recharge, and go back out. You know, makes sense. Smart. Very, very smart. Yeah, I love hearing. Yeah keeping it fun. You, you, I'm smiling and I wrote down the note when you said, do not let fear be the motivator and where's your passion. Oh. One of those two is going to be the title of this pod, this episode. Oh, so I love that's, it. That's cool. That's great cool. stuff. I think that's so good because, um, man, that really resonates with me with what I see out there. A lot of people being fear driven as opposed to what are you chasing? What are you, what are you striving for? Um, right. and yeah, like we all get to own our own business and in, in, in an effect, like change our outcome and destiny. Like we yes. have control. Like that's an amazing right. thing, no? Like it's yeah. it's cool. Exactly. Yeah, I think a lot of inspectors need to realize too. When they start on this business, you got to get make sure you be a good tax accountant. Start look at your numbers. Start saying like revenue. Yeah, you're making money, or you got your business going. You got software. You got the tools. But how are you running your business efficiently? I think really IEB is really beneficial for that, and also being around business uh, minded people too. Like chamber of commerce events, they'll help you grow your business. They help my business out. IEB did a good tax account. Where's my numbers from last year? You had a representative on your podcast from IEB. I think her name was um help your job my matter. What was her name? Erin recently. Erin, yes. Yeah. I love that. My IEB. I actually yeah. listened three times. She's great. Yeah, that was phenomenal. She said it's going on. There's a lot of things that we're not talking about. It's our finances. Where's our numbers? You know, how's your tax? Are you saving money for your taxes? You know. So are you making money grow? Are you who's user bookkeeping? Stuff like that I would never talk about. So you can be a great inspector, but you gotta make sure you run a business smooth like a good engine, like good machines. Um, but I want to touch about something real quick with you is a lot of inspectors are on social media, new ones are trying to get learned as they go. They're looking at a lot of negativity from a lot of inspectors on there. Like, oh, be careful, it's a high, it's a high, uh, it's a high risk business or it's high liability. Well, everything's a high liability, a high liability, you know? He's like, you got to call everything out. You got to call this out. And honestly, it's like you put, they're putting fear in these new inspectors, and it's not true. Honestly, you, you, you got you to be careful what you listen to. You got to be around positive, mind-lighted business people who are positive, uplifting, and help you grow. Those are what you want to be around with. You can't be around social media or negativity. Like, 
there's a lot of specialists in my area, and I'm not going to say who. I don't. I will never, ever, ever say negative about anybody. But there's a lot of specialists in my area who are just Debbie Downers. They're just down and don't want to grow, and it's just like they're so stuck in their ways. And just like when I was in, when I got my business, Kevin, I wanted people. I, I called my everybody in the area. They treat me like I had a stepchild. Like get away from me. No, get out. Bye. See ya. And I'm like, why is that? That's terrible. How you go? You can't grow. I mean, like I said back again of this podcast, you reap what you sow, my friend. You treat people how you want to be treated. That's how you grow your business. You can't think about me, myself, and I. You know, you can't. You have to think about the other people. You got to think of others because it's going to come back to you three times pull. You know, it's like karma. You know, goes around, comes around. So I keep talking all day, don't I? I'm a talker. You can tell. No, <laughs> what you just said is probably one of the most important not to blow smoke up up your behind here but like that's one of the most important concepts in life is if if you're going to not protect who you're around and who you let be inputs into your life it has it's the studies right. are proven that it's like undeniable that that has an impact on your behavior your actions your thoughts and so um I can't emphasize this more that mm. if you there's like an instinct in your head when you see someone speak a certain way on social media in real life. We all, we all have to listen to that. And like you said, the Debbie Downers, the ones that just want to say everything's yeah. terrible. That's more of their view on the world. That has nothing to do with yeah. you and I and how we want to operate and what we want to strive for. So I love that you just said, protect your energy, protect who decide who yeah. you want to be around. Cause you're, you might end up the average of those five people you spend the most time with. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, it's just, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, here in state of Ohio, we're licensed for regulated state. Before that, we were not licensed until 20, I think 2019. And um, a lot of, of realtors like, are you actually certified? Or are you internationally certified? To me, when I hear that, it's like, are you Republican or Democrat? No, I'm American. I'm like, I'm basically <laughs> licensed to school inspector. What's it really right. matter, you know? Right. Um, so it's just, uh, I think it's kind of funny, ironic that way, but I don't like you said, like I said, it's basically who you're around with. You basically yeah. gotta, you gotta be around positive mind, like-minded people. And I do want to touch on the fear factor real quick. So when I got into business, I was on social media a lot. That's the way we found each other. I was look, but I started leaning towards the ones who were positive. Um, there's a lot of inspectors I still talk to in Chicago and New York and uh Miami. We all help each other out. We all say, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Or text each other, pitch questions and pictures. We help each other. We're here to grow and here to grow. And that's why I love my circle of friends, your sphere of influence. You got to be around those like-minded people. And um, that's really beneficial. If you have a group, somebody you can lean on to, talk to like a mentor, a core mentor, absolutely do it. You got to find a mentor to help you out. So that's what would help our company out to grow where we're at right now. That's so. great. And then there's, there's so many tools and softwares out there that you can use to stay connected to this circle of friends and they don't, they don't have to live in your area. It's so, no, exactly. it's never been easier to, um, have a relationship with people across the country. And so I encourage everybody, you know, if you like James, if you like his vibe, if you like picking up what he's putting down, reach out to people and say, Hey, yeah, I want to stay around that energy because I think it makes or breaks businesses and, and, and people's lives. One, it's something I believe in to my core. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's so oh. true. That's so true. I agree hundred percent on that. Absolutely, my friend. That's so true. Um, I do want to say one thing about my business is 
Um, I'll throw it out there real quick. A lot of what um, my business is based on was my faith in God. I'm going to put it out there because it wasn't for that, Kevin. I would be just like in a wreck, like fear. I was just a fear, like, no, man, faith over fear. Just do it. Get out of the boat. Get out and do it. You got to do it. Get out and do it. Do not listen to Debbie Downers, like I said earlier. Do less than negative people. Just get out there and do it. You are your own worst critic, right? Go out there and do it. Do it, do it, do it. Because life's too short. I tell my friends, do it. And they do it. And they're, I'm happy for them, you know? Uh-huh. So like I guess I look around those positive people, help you motivate you. It's life. It's, it's awesome, right? Life's great. So, oh, yeah, I love so life's Exactly. Yeah. I love that. And I want to shout out to your team of Spectre. You guys have been phenomenal. I mean, your father has been like mind blowing for us, like from the emailing to the, the upselling to actions and to everything you guys do behind the scenes. It's been great. Like sometimes I, I Google a question. I can't find it. Like, where's that question at? So I, I go to chat. Chat's always there. It's great. It's awesome. You know, oh, well, thank so, you. kudos. Really yeah, appreciate that. Um, I pass yeah. it along every time someone says that we're, we're 50 people strong that all wake up every day and think about this business and people like you and how we can help. Honestly. Um, I tell people like we're trying, we do our best and we're trying to just yeah. improve and, and yeah. that's the type of energy we're on. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Like, like a lot of realtors love software. Like I love how the summary page is right there in the front. I click mm-hmm. on these rates right there. Boom. I read an 80 page report. I like, I do a lot. I do a lot of realtor seminars. They're like, is your report 80 pages? I say, no, more like 79. No, these facetious. Uh, yeah. They start laughing. I say it. They're like, they're like, well, it's all here. It is a big report, but you don't read the whole thing. Click it. I send scary QR code, pull the report on their phone, it's a sample report. Click on the summary page. Right there is all my deficiencies we find. And you click on it, send it over to your listing agent, boom, done, easy. It does all work for you. And they love it. You know, oh, it's a lot great. of pages. I mean, literally every report of ours is over 180 pictures, over 180, about 30, 40 videos, a lot. Wow. Yeah. Love that yeah. you use the QR code just to be like, boom, sample report. That's yeah. smart. I like that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Well, cool. Well, James, this is awesome, man. Thank you. Yes, Thank you for too. making this happen. Where can people find you? What's the best way if uh, if, if some inspectors want to network with you or get in touch? Um, what's the best way for them to to reach out to you? They can text me. Um, they can text me. They can call me, text me on my website. I'll post some inspectors.net. They can find me on social media, look up up close home inspections, or type in James JC Croton on the Facebook pages, or just text me at 440 Like, hey, this is Steve. This is your podcast. You've been great. I'm like, hey, Steve, where are you from? You know, let's go from there. So awesome. Yeah. I'll put all that in the yeah. description, in the YouTube description, the podcast description for everyone. Um, but thank you. This has been a blast, dude. Um, yeah, thank you. What now? Will I see you in Atlantic City this fall? I think so. Yeah, I have to check okay. the schedule. I, they're booking yeah. new conferences, um, so I'll have to see if my team yeah. is sending me. Yeah, I got booth out there. I saw that in the uh, roster. So yeah, right on. All right. Oh, well, hey, thank you, Chad. Take care. Continued you success. Too, take care. And we'll talk soon. You too, buddy. Take All care, right, my brother. friend. Bye. See ya. See ya.